Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here this week with... Hi, I'm Tony. Tony. I'm thank- not Karen. No, you're not Karen. But Sorry. Thank you for filling in. Um, Karen, for those of you who listen on a regular basis, she got dressed up as a 1950s nurse and told me she had some business over at Terrytown Psychiatric. And I Yeah, had- last time I saw her, she had a whole bunch of those little tiny like prescription medicine cups, and she was running out the door. It was weird. Right, and I haven't heard from her since, and so I have Abby and Ichabod on the case. They say they're hot on her trail, so... I don't know, guys. Uh, hopefully, she'll be back next week. Uh, let's hope she hasn't gotten stuck in the convergence between the, the spirit world and our world that happens right there at Terrytown. Yeah, because it's, it's hard to get a good Skype signal over there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so we're, we're here, obviously, to discuss Sleepy Hollow Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, this was called Mama, but for the podcast, we're calling it Mother, You Had Me, I Never Had You. Uh, and for those of you who know, that's a reference to John Lennon. Uh, this episode was written by Damien Kindler and I want to say Chitra Elizabeth. I don't either. Yeah, but you okay? (laughs) And and it was directed by Liz Freelander. Uh, Tony, I am giving this episode eight conflicted ex police captain asylum escapees. Yeah, I would totally go with that. (laughs) I I gave it eight whacked out nurses, so uh, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I think this was a pretty good episode. Uh, We got a lot of the backstory that. Uh, we have between Abby and her sister and their mother and what happened to their mother and what happened at Terrytown Psychiatric. And now we know what was going on the entire time uh, through this episode. Uh, so, right. We learned a ton about the fact that uh, her their mother was not completely crazy. She did not completely abandon them. None of that stuff. No, she did not. And the reason why she seemed crazy and the reason why she was trying to kill her children throughout their childhood was because she was trying to keep the demons from coming after them as they had come after her. She was trying to protect them from Moloch. Right. Uh, but as we all know, this ended up her this ended her up in the the, the Terrytown psychiatric and she was visited by the spirit of a nurse who was killing patients back in the 1950s. Right. And convinced her, their mother to kill herself, to, to free her soul. And then decides now's a good time to come back and stop that from happening again. And, and sort of takes on her own role of, of savior of, for not just her daughters, but for uh, people at Terrytown in general as well. Right, and and the thing is, is the reason why they have to go in and stop this from happening again is because the nurse, I, I don't remember her name, I'm just going to call her Nurse Ratchet. Her, I think it was <laughs> Lambert, but we could, Ratchet is more fun. So. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it was Nurse Lambert. <laughs> but uh, she, she's, she's come back to rear her ugly head. Um, or maybe not so ugly head, depending on how you how you feel about her. And there has been some 
murders or suicides taking place. Three suicides in the past three nights at Terrytown Psychiatric. And uh, Sheriff Reyes puts Abby on the case because it kind of hits home for Abby with her mother being there and having committed suicide. Aiding in her investigation is her sister, Jenny, and uh, Holly, as Karen would say, Hottie Holly. Hottie Holly, yes. <laughs> I know she has a thing for him. She does have a thing for him. <laughs> and, and Ichabod is actually uh, on the sidelines this week because he's suffering from the flu with a cold or something like that. Yeah, he's got a bad cold. I, I loved that part of this episode. Uh, it gave us a lot of fun. Yeah, and... Uh, Usually we do anachronisms later in the episode, but I don't really feel like there were a whole lot of anachronisms that took place because there wasn't a whole lot of him commenting on modern society in this episode. Right. The the, the only one I could even think of was <laughs> Crane got his first taste of, of authentic matzo ball soup. Yeah, and he really didn't even comment on it. He just kind of like smiled. <sighs> yeah, there was clearly a moment. He enjoyed that, but then uh, darned if he was going to admit it in front of Holly. <laughs> exactly. And as we all know, that matzo ball soup was drugged to keep him sidelined <laughs> right but they, they they actually they go to the uh the hospital they do an investigation and they don't the first time there they don't really dig up a whole lot right it wasn't until they realize that maybe she's going after irving that they feel like they have to go back and they do they find irving he is being drowned by nurse ratchet yeah she's she's gotten to him she's been there and you know first they were just having a nice conversation then she gave him some pills and said here take these and uh, next thing you know he's he's strapping himself to the bottom of a of a wash tub and filling it with water and they come in the nick of time and they save him which is good you know right uh and the thing i liked about this episode is because because abby and jenny have this history with their mother before they find the things out about her that was revealed in this episode is they have this distrust of their mother's spirit they think their mother's spirit is the one causing these suicides to happen because a she committed suicide in the hospital and b they can see her mother's spirit on one of the uh, surveillance videos of one of the gentlemen who had hung himself a couple nights before. Right. So there's this whole like, we got to stop our mom, we got to stop our mom, but really the mom's trying to help them out and let them know about Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, it was pretty great watching. Uh, I, I really liked both the effects this week I thought were good, but also I really liked the, the daughter's reactions to seeing their mom every time it happened, especially that first time when they saw her on the video and how creepy that would be to, oh, hey, there's the ghost of mom standing in the corner urging a guy to kill himself. You know, even though that's not, as it turned out, what she was doing. That's what they thought she was doing. And that was a pretty creepy, wonderful moment, I thought. Yeah, I think the whole episode was kind of creepy, like the whole weird wing of the hospital that's run down and Abby being transported back and forth between those places and... Right, seeing the room that their mother was kept in for solitary confinement, and uh, and the and then finding the plaster wall that had been right, tearing the the wall apart to find the the etchings on it. Right, yeah, I th that was all very very eerie, and I liked that a lot about this episode. Uh, it was it was really good to finally have a lot more revealed, and one of the other biggest reveals of this episode was that. They are, yes, witches. Yep. We have it confirmed now. Their mother had kept the uh, book of spells that was kept by the, I cannot remember the name of the midwife, but the midwife who helped deliver Jenry. Right. I can't remember her name either, but yep. 
So, so here we have a direct connection to a witch from the past that is their ancestor. So now we know, and her, her mother confirmed that she was a witch. It's you know, so now we know that they have witchcraft in their blood and, and we, we've had these suspicions all season long yeah and because and you guys even talked about it last week the when abby was reading the oh the the hex the protection hex to get rid of the heart so they could kill the succubus and she took over that job really quickly and pretty easily when uh, uh um, oh my gosh katrina went down and Abby, you know, read that hex, blew up the heart into a little fried crispy heart. And she, we've seen it. That was, what, the second or third time in a row that we'd seen her do some sort of witchy thing, you, you know, reading a spell or something. And so it was, I think, this leads a lot of credence to, you know, the, the theory that, you know, Katrina is going to wind up going to the dark side. Right, right. And... The other instance in which Abby did some sort of witchy stuff was the the Lady in the Water episode where uh, it was Ichabod's ex uh, fiance pulling women into the water and drowning them. That's and she right. aided Katrina in saying some type of hex or spell to free her soul. So Yep, absolutely. And she would not have been able to do these things if she had did not have witch blood in her Right. right. So Team Ichabod may may lose one witch when she goes to the dark side to raise baby Moloch, but may uh, may gain a couple more. Yes, two more. And uh, for some reason, the uh, the song "Witchy Woman" is just coming to mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, use that later to play us or, out. That'll be great. Or Santana's "Black Magic Woman." Right. That's even yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, especially for Katrina now, because there's a, you know, what, 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 what? We'll get to that when we talk about the end of the episode. But what did she do to the baby there? What happened? That's a, <laughs> oh boy. Right, and I, I did have some nitpicks about this episode, but we're going to come to those later on. And you just mentioned Katrina and the baby, so let's let's hop over to the other storyline that took place this episode. Sure. Uh, so we have Katrina. She's she's you know at Frederick's Manor with with Jenry as we've nicknamed him. That's Henry for everybody else doesn't listen on a regular <laughs> basis. Jenry Warman for Jeremy and Henry. Yep. Um, and he's trying to convince her to take care of the baby, which I thought was a little interesting because at the end of last episode she had the amulet and she saw the baby and she smiled like a happy mother. And and now she's like, I'm not going to take care of this baby. What are you talking about? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And but then she sees him again, and she picks him up, and she tries to nurture him and takes care of him. Lo and behold, does she not know that her neck is being infected with some sort of demon touch? Yeah. What did she say? The devil's breath, or something along that. She line. said something like that when she saw it, right? And she figures, oh, this is a reminder that this guy is a demon. He's not an actual little human baby. Uh, I think at that point she realizes because, you know, she see it was very strategic on their part to make it her neck because she sees herself in the mirror. She sees her neck and then she sees the amulet. Right. And so she kind of has this little aha moment and says, yep. oh, he's not really a human baby. Yeah, I'm being played. 
So she tries to put together what, like a little spell with some sort of, uh, I, I know, it looked like a trumpet flower to me. I don't know what, what exactly it was. I'm not clear. It was some kind of magic potion, you know, that, that seemed like she was trying to uh, get rid of Moloch to, to do what her plan was, which was come there and stop him from becoming uh, fully formed in our universe, right? Yeah, but when she goes to do it, guess what we get? We have a like a well, I'd say a seven, eight year old Moloch now. Yeah, a young, a young boy. Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that can't be good. That can't be good at all because it means he's growing fast. And what th- this episode I would say covered about uh, three, four days maybe. And if he's growing seven years every three or four days, that means in a week and a half he's going to be like a twenty-four year old man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's easily that that's as long as you got. You got a week before he uh, takes over the world and right. things go bad for everybody. Right. And so I, I, I just I'm really interested in to see how what's going to happen now. Are they going to send Malik back to purgatory? Is he going to stay on this earthly plane? Maybe the writers are going to play with the fact that maybe his powers aren't as strong when he's not in purgatory. I have no idea. It's yeah, really no, well, that, that's see. a really interesting point, Jimmy. I wonder if uh, as he's growing and nurturing, he's still got to um, – because even now at seven or eight, you know, the other thing is it, it's interesting. He spoke and said, I'm hungry, mother. It, does he – oh, what am I trying to ask? Does he know he's Moloch? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I didn't even think of that. That maybe he doesn't even know he's Moloch. Right? Is he is he waiting to mature? Is Moloch growing this baby, and is Moloch himself still on the other plane, waiting to take over this body that has been created, oh, or is yeah. this Moloch who now needs to be educated via Henry? who he is and what his powers are and what they're there to do or you know i I'm, i can't wait to see how that unfolds because we know it's not good but we don't know how it's going to get there yet and the thing i find most interesting too is only katrina sees him as the little boy you know jenry and and abraham are going to see him as this twisted <laughs> evil ugly demon thing right so what is that going to look like you know you know i want to see what he looks like you know kind of as a humanoid 7 year old boy size demon you know like i want to see that what that looks right, like right cuz we've seen big grown up scary moloch so what does it look like when he's a tween you know <laughs> and trying to listen to, and trying to listen to one direction <laughs> right, exactly mom god i'm trying to burn down a village jeez <laughs> it's like you're so 17th century gosh <laughs> someday i'm going to rule all of hell ma and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. <laughs> I'm never going to raise a kid like you did. You never fed me when I was hungry. You neglected me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. I, I, Moloch is a teenager. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> you won't let me drive the car. I'm just going to destroy the planet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait to see where that goes because, uh, you know, especially if, if, I mean, gosh, where are Katrina's true loyalties going to lie now? Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting because she obviously wants to, to kill Malik, but she doesn't, you know, she was kind of thrown back at like, what do I do now? Oh my God, he's growing so fast. What do I, what do, I do? The, this evil won't be able to be contained much longer kind of a thing. Right. And I think she's going to try and contact Ichabod and Abby in the next episode. She's going to have to. 
Yeah, that would make sense. Or she's going to go to Henry and just pull out all the stops in the don't be a bad guy plea. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I really hope they drop that storyline soon because I just don't think – I don't think Jenry's coming back. I don't think so either. I after last week's episode and listening to the to, to to you guys talk last week, I was waiting to see if you know allegiances started to shift, uh, and you know what would happen if at some point because uh, one of the things you guys brought up last week, I think it was, was what if Moloch finally decides he doesn't need Henry anymore? Yes. And so if we get to that point here. You know, could things come around to the point where Henry and Crane are suddenly fighting on the same side Uh, and not necessarily because um, Katrina convinces him, but because he's rejected by Moloch and uh, that changes his mind? I wonder. That would be a really great twist. I'm not sure if we brought this up last week, me and Karen and I, but I would love for Moloch to be like, mother. And uh, and Katrina would be like, yes, I'm totally evil and I'm going to work with Moloch now. And then Henry, Jenry, be the one that's kind of tossed out. So now he's, not only was he tossed out by his mother a first time, now a second time, right? Right. And and then Moloch, his adopted father, Absolutely. Now, now half-brother is throwing him out. That would be a really interesting dynamic I'd like to see. Yeah, especially because if he goes at it from a point of not having any empathy or love for Ichabod at all, but along with the idea that I want Moloch dead now and you want Moloch dead now, we hate each other, but let's fight together for this, you know, they don't have to get along at all for them to have the same goal. No, they don't. Uh, but I still think Jenry will do things that are evil. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that would be like a, I'd love to see that little like weird of like uh, tri- triangle of I'm trying to gain power. I'm trying to be completely evil. I'm trying to stop all of that from happening, kind of thing. You know, like, right? That would be a really interesting dynamic and triangle to see play out. Because I'm kind of tired of the love triangles and love squares. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, it would be interesting because especially with Team Crane building up people, you know, we, we, we're suddenly going to have two witches now. Uh, and we've got Holly the muscle. We've got Crane. Uh, and if there's a, a different dynamic going, beca- and also with Team Crane, Irving is out now, right? Right. right. He, he escaped from the asylum. But his soul is still owned by Malik. Yeah, and what, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Irving because he's got to stay hidden. I mean, he's he's supposed to be there for murdering. Uh, you know, he, he took the rap for when his daughter committed those murders, and so he will have to stay hidden. He's essentially a fugitive now. Right, and and Abby, a police officer, is now kind of a criminal because she's going to aid and she's aiding and abetting him. Right. And everybody in that car, Holly, Jenny, and Ichabod, are all accessories to that crime. So, yeah. so that becomes a whole other layer of keeping things from Sheriff Reyes, which will be interesting to see. And honestly, now that I think he's out of the hospital, it's going to be harder for him to not want to do evil. Oh, because of the influence of, of uh, Henry owning his soul. Right, because in the hospital there was like a little there was a disconnection, right? He, mm-hmm. he was kind of separated from it, and now that he's out, 
Henry Jenry Henry can really dig his claws into him. And who's to say when he gets around Malik that he's not going to be like, "Oh, Malik, I serve you." You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure, yeah, like that's a moth to the flame. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to see what happens, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, he is already really bad, and we don't know. And him escaping and finding Abby and them is a part of a plan that him and Jenry have put together. Oh. As a, like a mole, like Ab, like Katrina is the mole for the good side, and he's going to be the mole for the bad side. Sure, I could see that. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens now that Irving's out of the hospital. I want to, I want to know, and he better not go back in. No, I, I I agree with you. I am I'm. You were said you were done with the love triangles, and I'm done with the Irving being locked in the hospital story. Yeah. <laughs> So let's yeah, see. we did that. That's enough. So, let's so what did you think of Nurse Lambert? Going back to sort of the A story and the way all of this was tied together, what did you think of her? Uh, I saw it coming a mile away. Right. Um, and I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I guess I could believe a nurse who was a little touched in the brain thinking that, uh, you know, people who are troubled mentally and emotionally would be releasing themselves by committing suicide. Um but I would have loved her to have a connection to Moloch. I would have loved her to oh, have been okay. a, a tool of Moloch to get at them. You know what I mean? That's uh, really funny because the, partly the reason I brought it up was because I had the well, like exact opposite reaction. I thought – this is great that there's something that's not related, you know, for a change, just a little change of pace. We got something that's not really tied together that also had nothing to do with Ichabod's past. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, sometimes the show, I, I love the show, but sometimes you go, oh, goodness, uh, who are we going to meet this week that Ichabod played bridge with and happens to know their secrets <laughs> because he just wrote their number down on the back of his hand in, in 200 years ago. And here's the solution. You know, uh, sometimes that go-to is a little convenient. And so I was very sort of happy that that didn't happen this week, that he right. got sidelined a little bit, uh, but also it was just a completely different thing that wound up revealing a whole bunch of stuff that's going to move the show forward in a big way. Right. So I, I, I liked that part of it, though. But I do, I do understand what you mean about you know wanting stuff to tie back to Moloch. He's He is the big bad. And that's the thing, because Moloch was coming after their mom, and Moloch was coming after their mom because Moloch wanted to come after them because he knew that one of them was the witness and he wasn't sure. Right. So I would have really liked the whole situation at the hospital to have been connected to Molly because, you know, I'm a big fan of like, you know, the serial story all being connected and being moved on. Sure. I the don't the like larger the, mythology. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like the one off Monster of the Week stuff. And this wasn't really one off Monster of the Week because it was all kind of tied to the overall arc, which was good. I like that. Um, I just want them to move a little faster. So I guess sure. now, now we're in our editorial nitpicks part of the podcast because I just said something I would like them to do. Ah, uh, yes. Go for it. Um, not enough crane this week, which which I think gave us a lack of an Anat craneism. Yes. Um, and I like the fact that they did progress the story, but I don't feel like they really progressed it enough. You know? Okay. Um, and I really feel like... Uh, the whole Katrina, the the whole Katrina thing was a little muddled. Um, I felt like she kind of flip flopped from where she was last week at the end of the episode when we saw her smile. 
Yeah, uh, I thought that 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 I really agree. I, that was probably one of my nitpicks was I thought that they that was going to get dragged on for a while with her caring for the baby and wanting to care for it. But because, you know, the idea of is are her loyalties going to be divided? But it seemed like they sort of answered that quick. I still think that at some point it just seems like it would be from a storytelling point of view, really interesting to turn her evil. And it seemed like that was going that way. And then in this episode, that seemed to turn around really fast. Right. I thought. Right. And uh, just make her evil or make her good. Just make your mind up. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah, Uh, absolutely. My other nitpick was, if Terrytown Psychiatric is in use, how in the heck is there like this run-down wing of the hospital that no one ever goes into? Boy, no kidding. That was the (laughs) first thing that happened. I thought, man, this is like Arkham Asylum. This is the creepiest, you know, from, from, I don't know how much of a Batman fan you are, but the Arkham Asylum Gotham in Gotham City has that sort of run-down grossness to it, but I did not expect to see it looking that bad. I thought the set for the, you know, for, uh, aesthetically, artistically, the set was done really well. Yeah, it, was, it looked great, but why did it look that way? Right, right. <laughs> you know, like, why is there's this whole section of the hospital that they just let go to pot, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and it was funny because it was the first time that we went there, which was when mom popped Abby's Abby into that wing. Uh, that was when I knew immediately that Nurse Ratchet was uh, a ghost. Yeah, yeah. And when she showed up in that wing, too. Right, exactly. Like, oh, okay. She showed up right there, and I was like, what? No way. She's not just hanging out in this gross part of the, the hospital. Yeah. 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 And uh, my other final nitpick is if that is a rundown part of the hospital, when the heck did they ever decide to plaster over those etchings that her mother made the wall? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, like, why not just leave them there? Yeah, although, gosh, what is the what is the time frame? How long ago did their mother kill herself? Uh, I, oh, God, I don't remember the time frame. But I think they said that that was a section of the hospital that hadn't been used for like 15 years. Yeah, so, so it had to be at least that. So, yeah, no, that that's a good question. I mean, it was interesting watching them tear it apart. But, yeah, w- w- why would they not just paint over it? Why would they not just scrub it off? Why why plaster over a whole section of the wall? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a little interesting. So Yeah, I, I totally buy that. Absolutely. So this, I guess we've reached the part of the podcast where we normally do feedback. Um, and we have a, a bunch of feedback this week. Uh, I do want to mention um, we have a, a normal contributor to feedback, Justina. And she uh, was taken away by one of the horsemen. And so she's unable to give us feedback this week. Oh, man, it has been a week. Yeah, it has been a week. So, But we do have Barb, who contributes regularly. And we have Kate, who I think might be a first-time contributor. I don't remember. She, she gave us a, an email, and Barb sent us some audio. So I want to go ahead and play Barb's audio first, and then we'll read Kate's uh, message. So here's what Barb had to say awesome. about Mama. Hello, Karen and Jamie. This is Barb calling in with feedback on this week's Sleepy Hollow Epi, Mama. I thought it was a nice diversion this week to have the Mills sisters front and center with Crane in the background. And I agree with, um, I think it was what, Karen's observation a few weeks ago? That the girls have witch blood from their ancestors. They can both cast spells, as we saw last week and this week. I wonder if one of them will ultimately use a little witchcraft on Holly. Interesting that Lori knew about the Moloch, and that he had apparently been trying to kill the family when the girls were small. 
That he was targeting Jenny reminds me that she is important in this war, even if she isn't a witness, although that seems to have taken a back seat for a while. When we first met her, Moloch was coming after her in the asylum, and she had to escape. I don't know what role she will ultimately play, but it's good to see the character have a more prominent role this week. I was surprised that Irving was allowed to almost drown at the hands of Nurse Ratched. I would have thought that Moloch would have, would have ensured Irving was protected since Irving's soul belongs to Moloch right now. Also interesting that Irving has escaped. Perhaps he will finally get some airtime. I still think we have too many good guys, and someone is going to have to go soon. <laughs> Katrina's first thought when she saw that she'd become a lovely gray green color was to try and off the baby demon, which, cure thyself. Who knows what poison potion baby Moloch has drooled all over her shoulder and how that might change her personality or mental state. That whole part of the episode felt off, and I could have done without it and have seen more screen time for the Mills girls, but I guess they had to show that baby Moloch is now young man Moloch to advance that storyline. That's it for this week. This is Barb signing out and making sure there are no little red pills in my medicine cabinet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she made a really good point about the um, Irving being drowned by Nurse Ratchet, and why wouldn't Moloch look out for him? And that's why I think the way he got out is probably due to Moloch. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a great point. So, I also think that she brought up. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I also fine. I I like her point about seeing the Mills sisters together. I agreed that it was as much as I love uh, uh, Ichabod. It was nice seeing. Everybody solved some stuff without him, and it was great seeing the sisters work together. And I hope that's sort of a, uh, a foreshadowing of things to come now that they know they have these powers. You know, there's no way you find something like that out and you don't start exploring it and testing it. And so where are we going to go with that as they become closer and stronger as they start testing out their abilities? Right. So our other piece of feedback comes from Kate, and she wrote her message in. She said, hello, Karen and Jamie, ghost and demon babies and killer nurses. Oh, my. <laughs> I knew Nurse Lambert, Lambert, I think she got that wrong because it's Nurse Ratchet, <laughs> was the antagonist. The moment I saw her, she had that air about her. I'm glad we got to see Mama Mills. I'm curious to see if we'll see the demon who was tormenting Mama Mills again. You could briefly see it in the interview mirror in the scene where Mama Mills was killi killing herself and Jenny. I had a thought that, <clears throat> excuse me, I had thought that it was Aunt Cetif, the demon who possessed Jenny and Irving's daughter Macy last season. But when I looked back, I realized Aunt Cetif, and Aunt Cetif is more of a possessing sort of demon than a tormenting one. Mm. Mm, that is true. Interesting. So we were looking for a tormenting demon. I hereby dub Baby Moloch Damien. The Omen is my favorite horror movie, and the show seems to be giving the nod to some classic Spawn of Satan movies. Jenry Warman is more bitter than I thought. The Crane family is in need of group therapy. <laughs> Isn't that true? Uh, <laughs> get them to a good counselor, and maybe the apocalypse can be averted. Sick Ichabod was adorable. Illness makes him extra pompous towards Holly and Abby. Jenny's back. Irving's out of the hospital and on the lam. The Scooby Gang is back together, just in time for the mid-season finale. That's right. Yes. She goes on to say, I don't think there were any anachronisms this week. Well, maybe Ichabod versus the child-proof cap. 
Fear, <laughs> fear not, Ichabod. Those confound us all. I agree with Jamie. I hope Katrina goes evil because she's currently boring me to tears. Looking forward to the finale. And so that was all of our feedback this week. Yeah, really good stuff, though. Absolutely. Yeah, really good stuff. And so I guess at this point, I want to let you know that if you want to hear your feedback read back on the podcast or you want to hear your voice on the podcast, you can go send us some feedback. The deadline is every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And you can call a number, 304-837-2278, and leave a voicemail for us. Or you can go out to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can leave us a text message such as an email, an audio file if you have a clip from the show that you want to share with us. Or you can use our speak pipe button and record your voice through your computer if you're not inclined to calling us on the phone. And if you're interested in more podcasts, when you go over to goldenspiralmedia.com, check out, there's a ton of wonderful podcasts going on, all sorts of stuff. Stuff I Learned Yesterday is a great podcast, as well as a bunch of podcasts about TV and film. And uh, you can listen to me on The Devil You Know, a Constantine podcast. We're going to be recording that this weekend and putting it up on Monday as well. So thanks for letting me sit in with you, Jamie. Right, great. and It was great to have you. And I just want to remind our listeners before we go that you can always find us on Twitter. We're at WitnessProfGSM. I'm at Parish Thought, And Karen is at Alavaria. And go ahead, go out to Golden Spiral Media on Facebook and become a fan of Golden Spiral Media. Become a fan of the Witness Prophecies. Is there a Constantine Facebook page for Golden Spiral Media? There is. There's a group, the uh, constant, what is it? Facebook.com slash group slash the devil you know. Okay. And yeah, check out uh, Constantine. That's another fun show. And yeah, I, I love watching that show. I watch it myself and I think it's a great show. So. Uh, there's tons of stuff to do on Golden Spiral Media, tons of podcasts to listen to, so go out, become a fan, listen to more, send us some feedback. And I think that's all we have this week. We normally do spoilers, but Karen usually is the one to get those spoilers. I think she's off at Terrytown Psychiatric trying to find them for herself this week. Yeah, uh, last time I saw she was she was plastering over some wall. I don't know what she was doing. Yeah, it, it, it's all confounding to me, but we'll find out <laughs> next week when she's back. Uh, so... That's it from myself and Tony. Thank you for coming out, and we will talk to you next week. I think we're going to try and do the finale, even though it's Thanksgiving week. We're going to try and put the finale out so you guys maybe, while you're waiting for the turkey to cook, you can listen to us talk about uh, Sleepy Hollow. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.